Welcome to another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. No, no, no one is gonna go. What? It's usually <laughs> you. I know, but I try to leave some space in case somebody else wants to jump in. Space and, and for the Lord. Kick things off. I heard a weird, just a uh, very brief of static, so I was like, "Oh no, I'm having some kind of problem." <laughs> yeah, yeah, the problem is that you can't think of an intro for this uh, this podcast. Yeah, good job. I made whoopie pies today. How about that? Sure, oh, fun whoopie pies. <laughs> Should we start planning what we're going to say after the intro so that we have something? Uh, <laughs> no. no. Probably yes. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, no. we probably should, but Strongly that disagree. seems so artificial. I feel like most of the intros end up us being just us discussing what we should do differently about this <laughs> podcast. Accurate. Yeah, how we're going to get it right next time. <laughs> yep. Some, one of these days. I just wrote down less drinking from last week, so. <laughs> no, I don't think that your drinking interfered with the episode. Yeah, I genuinely don't even remember feeling any different than I usually do. <laughs> I'm not even drunk right now, you guys. Yet. That's what I'm not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do online this week, Matt? So I, um, I don't know, like, I feel like I go through waves of getting very into trying new uh, apps on my phone. Mm-hmm. And okay. I, I, I think it's because you know how sometimes you download a game that is fine, but it keeps on shoving ads for other apps down your throat. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, and usually I ignore those, but sometimes I'm like, oh, actually, maybe I'll find a new game or whatever. So I try out a bunch. Yeah. Um, and I got a uh, like a virus. Cro- no, well, maybe, <laughs> but also I got a crossword puzzle app mm-hmm. to do crossword puzzles, and like I've had these before. But what's so weird about it is these crossword puzzle apps put a like you have to watch an ad after you complete each puzzle to go to another one and it's not like other apps where there's that ad you have to sit through because it's not like you're the only crossword puzzle app out there like I can finish doing the puzzle and then just close your app and go do another crossword puzzle app it's not (laughs) a big deal yeah (laughs) so I I guess is there any reason why they still do those ads they can't possibly work right uh, I they don't know if clicks that their users have looked at this ad, so that's probably enough to get them the money, and that's all right, they but, care about. Yeah, but the person paying for the ad, I don't feel like they know anything about actual metrics or <laughs> the measuring of anything. So yeah, it's it, like we're just throwing a bunch of money into advertising. It makes me think about like uh, ad executives for car companies because every car commercial is the worst thing, and you realize after watching them for a while, you're like, oh, I see this. This is something that was made by ad executives who are too rich to understand what people are like, and for car company executives who are too rich to understand what people are like. So no one in this equation actually knows how anyone actually feels about 
anything. <laughs> yeah, that I, sounds about right. I think the strategy for in-app ads is they make them so annoying that you just pay the $3 for the paid version of the app that doesn't have ads. Yeah. <laughs> but I only ever really play games on my phone when I'm trying to waste time anyway. Like, if I'm on a train or something and I don't have anything better to do. So, like, I've got the time. I can just <laughs> ignore my phone. I don't need to... I've never once clicked on one of those ads. Yeah, same yeah. here. <clears throat> Actually, in Instagram... That has uh, in in app ads that will just look like posts, and yes. I've clicked on those for games. Yeah, like, I see some I like sometimes. Uh, there was one that's like a brick breaker type of game where you shoot like a thousand bricks, and it looked really satisfying. Oh, yeah. I have that game. That's a good game. Yeah, I've <laughs> downloaded like four versions of it before I found one that wasn't complete garbage because it's one of those games where there's a thousand of them in the app store, and some of them are really <laughs> bad. The one that I have that's good is called Balls and Bricks, in case anyone wants to play. It. Yeah, I think that might be the one I landed on also. Hmm. I've been playing yeah. a lot of those escape room games where you have to find things and solve a puzzle. Yeah. yeah. Those are fun. I like them. I played They're The Room fun. recently. That one's pretty good. That is They're good, but I don't like that it takes that tone of like, I'm going crazy and now you're going crazy too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. You're, you're driving me crazy, Lisa. <laughs> Is that the room? Is that the line from the room? Uh, yeah. Oh, hi, I don't Denny. know. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> I haven't. It's very bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's the oh, hi, Mark. That's it. It's Mark. It. His name is Mark. Yeah. Oh, hi, Mark, he says. Mm, and then, Lisa, that. you're driving me crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, I saw a very bad movie recently called Slenderman. You can hear all about that on my other podcast in October when that episode comes out. <laughs> when really it comes out on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when my, when really my episode of the podcast that will be longer than the movie comes out as a bonus feature <laughs> on the Blu-ray of the movie. It's a shame because I know how much you were looking forward to that movie. So I was looking forward to it being. I was looking forward to it being bad when I heard about it. Oh, okay. Then I saw the first trailer and was like, "What if this is kind of good?" And then <laughs> literally everything that was in the trailer that looked cool was cut from the movie between the trailer coming out in January and its four months delayed release in August. I'm pretty sure that huh. the trailer came out and people were like, "That seems a little." Uh, too close to that famous tragedy that happened a few years ago involving this character, and then they delayed the movie from May to August to remove all of the objectionable content. <laughs> if you're making a horror movie, you should just leave in all the objectionable content, right? Yeah, yeah you should. Because yeah. then you'll just become a cult classic in a few decades, because people won't remember any real-life yeah. tragedies. There's... Or people will be like, did you see this movie? It's so fucked up that it's based on a real-life tragedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's very count. I mean, the issue is if it's the same thing with Five Nights at Freddy's, which is a it's a horror Based thing on that's a real life tragedy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a horror thing that's for children, so you can't mm -hmm. make it R rated or uh, make it something that parents won't let their children go see. Did you yeah. see the uh, the game theorist video about the first Five Nights at Freddy's where he theorized that it was based on a real life tragedy? Um, <laughs> no. I. Did see it, but I don't remember that part of it. <laughs> 
So he the when the first game came out, he he released a video that was su- supposing uh, that it was based on this actual thing that happened in a Chuck E. Cheese where a guy like who worked there was dating a girl who worked there, and uh, she dumped him, and so he came in with a gun and shot everyone who worked there, and all of the people died in the rooms that the animatronics are in in the game. Like it lines up pretty well, and apparently it was just a coincidence that it hmm. it mapped pretty well to this actual thing that happened so that's pretty weird yeah that is weird i feel like whenever a horror thing comes out i remember this especially for the blair witch project though uh when a horror thing comes out that's pretty good or like pretty competently made suddenly everyone's like oh this is based on the real thing (laughs) no Mm. one will talk about it but it is yeah (laughs) yep chemtrails there's so (laughs) many horror things where they advertise it as this is based on a Mm -hmm. real thing and the like it's not even a little bit like the way it's based on true events is oh yeah uh one time someone at a different time in a different place with a different name had something tangentially related happen to them i kind of like that though because it it imprints the like the narrative rules on things that otherwise don't meet them like you remember that terrible movie that came out a little while ago about the dietlev pass incident yes kind of vaguely i know that a movie like this came out but i I feel like I imagined it. <laughs> okay, yes. I also feel like I imagined it, mostly because I didn't see it, but they did an episode of the Flophouse about it. But anyway, my point is um, the real Dietlev Pass incident is crazy and well worth looking up. Yeah, I really um, And it's so cool, but it's also very dissatisfying because the answer is, uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, who knows? <laughs> this is still just a weird thing. Um, and so when you make a movie, you have to be like, like, no, in our movie, this is what happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I uh, am fine with that, where it's like, there were actually people who went to this place. You can say that's based on a real thing. But, like, every exorcism movie is, like, based on, inspired by true events. And it's like, yeah, someone somewhere once said that they might be possessed <laughs> by a demon. That doesn't make yeah. your movie inspired. <laughs> There's no people by any of these names or in any of these places. <laughs> There were people mentally ill 200 years ago, and they didn't know how to define mental illness then. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's fine. I think anyone who goes to a a movie that's not a documentary and is like, "Mm, I'm going to learn some actual facts about history today, they kind of deserve everything they get. (laughs) I feel like that's how people's brains work, though. Like, they do think. Like, someone thinks, you know, I have a basic knowledge of the Civil War, but they don't. (laughs) They have a knowledge of Civil War movies. That's all they have. That's true. But isn't that better? No! No, it's (laughs) It's not. terrible. Uh, Well, I went to go see Black Klansman, which is based on... uh, Oh, I want to see that. ...a biographical book by a cop who actually did all the things in the movie. And then I was still knowing it was a fictionalized account by an often very surreal director, Spike Lee. I still was disappointed when I looked up what was real and what wasn't and found out the parts that weren't real. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to not do that. I'm gonna go see it and uh, and assume it's all exactly as it happened. It was a documentary. Yeah, you'll yeah. really be learning history. It was filmed then. in real time. It's actually found footage from the <laughs> events that happened. Yeah, yep. Topher Grace is a time traveler. Yeah, you didn't know that Topher Grace was a racist vampire. 
<laughs> I would believe it if I if you didn't tell me this movie existed and just showed me those pictures side by side. That's yeah, how he that's got cast true. as Venom. He was already a racist vampire. Like you need to be. For Is Venom. Venom a racist? Yes. He's neither racist nor a vampire. Well, he's you're got thinking of teeth. You're thinking of Carnage. He's the racist one. <laughs> Is Carnage racist or is he just Southern? Well, okay, he's a he's a murdering hillbilly, so I just assume racist. Yeah, right? I would assume that too. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not okay, saying all people from the South are racists, but the murderers definitely are. Uh, Venom was recently an American soldier, so I think it's also probably safe to say okay. that one is. Oh a racist. fuck yeah, he's a racist too. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, did we just take a really weirdly <laughs> radical political stance? Yeah, we we what if what's the opposite of supporting our troops? Because we just did that. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, uh, <laughs> accusing our troops of vampirism. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, vampire Can we make troops. Bumper stickers. Can did we you... make bumper stickers that say "Accuse our troops of vampirism"? Have you seen the trailer <laughs> for? Idea. Have you seen the trailer for this new World War II movie, Overlord? No. No. I think that what it is about is the Nazis making vampires in France in World awesome. War II and Very American cool. soldiers going and uh, gunning down the Nazis while ACDC plays over the trailer. Is what that was exactly what Inglorious Bastards was trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wait, without the idea. Was Brad Pitt a parts. fucking vampire in that again? <laughs> has God he aged? It. Has he that ever guy, aged? That guy's always a vampire. <laughs> He's aged like a fine wine. In that he was uh, bad when he was young and very sour and now tastes good. The metaphor didn't carry. But legitimately, isn't that the plot of that terrible, exploitative comic and video game series, Blood Rain? Yes. Mm. I think. I don't know how Nazis play into uh, the character Blood Rain, but I know that she is a vampire and there are Nazis in it. Yes, her job is to- she is a vampire who kills Nazis, but I believe that the Nazis- yeah, I believe that the Nazis are making maybe Frankenstein not other vampires. Mm. I mean, that I've would make sense. Game. It's bad, but I've played it. There was I a played- horror movie about zombie Nazis, right? No, there's yeah. a Call of Duty video game mode about Nazi zombies. <laughs> no, there's also a movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, probably a several. lot of them. There's at least yeah. two, I think. There's that. Uh, there's definitely a scene in Sucker Punch with zombie Nazis. <laughs> Does that count? Were they robots? Were they yes, also robots? They were steampunk zombie robots, <laughs> Nazis. Yes. There's that Russian one called Dead Snow, I think, that is a trilogy where there's, uh, like, in Russia. Oh no! In Norway, they're fighting Nazi zombies. In, in Russia, Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. In Russia, vampire bites you. No, wait, fuck. Uh, <laughs> in, in in Russia, vampire uh, stakes vampire you. Stakes you. Yes, ah, there yeah, it is. Did it. <laughs> <Nailed> it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get on with the podcast, Louisa. What did What'd you, you do, do online? online this week, Louisa? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I became very discouraged playing my video game about the state of the world, and I do not want to talk about politics. Mm-hmm. But I realize now that in the completely classic cookie-cutter narrative that a lot of uh, games operate on, which is, 
This person convinced this town that they were doing something good, but they were actually bad, and you, the hero, have figured out that they've done something bad. So then, after you win this fight, which is the whole point, uh, one of the characters says, uh, well, we, you've been exposed now, uh, the guards are coming to put you in jail. And all I could think was, no, that wouldn't really happen, and the townspeople would be like, no, this person that you've exposed as being bad is actually good, and you're the one who's going to go to jail. And that's all I could think about, even though I knew yep. that wasn't going to happen in the game. And I think the real world has ruined like simple narratives for me now. Yeah, I hear a lot of people talking about how stories are supposed to like reassert our belief in justice mm-hmm. as humans, but when justice is so bad IRL, it just makes me angry. Yeah. And all I can think about is, uh, yeah, just like, no, they're never going to believe it. This person who was super charismatic, you can't be like, actually, they were extorting you because people won't buy that. It would sure make everything a lot easier if there was some kind of, like, dragon god that gave you a sword that made you, like, clearly a hero so that you could be like, no, 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 actually, this guy's bad. Look, see this sword? See? It glows. I know. This guy's bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. but it's glowing near that guy we already like, so that's... That must mean he's good. No, it's not a metal detector. <laughs> it's a hero detector, and you've detected a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 that's pretty much it. What's going on? <laughs> I like the very easy delineations between good and evil that can be found in fantasy games. I did too, but now I'm like, this is so unbelievable. (laughs) I I often wonder about if there's a way that, especially role-playing games like the ones that Louisa and I particularly like, can ever get over the, the clear delineation there, because... The thing about it is, you can tell right away if someone is good or bad based on if you can fight them or not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. If once a fight starts, you're like, oh, this guy must be the bad guy then. <laughs> There's never a time where you're like, okay, I'm going to fight you. Oh, no, it turns out you were just like a sh- store owner and mother of four and I've killed you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but well, you can fight people in Octopath. Yes, that's true. You can fight the people in Octopath yes, Traveler, yeah. but it always ends up with you just being like, haha, I've beaten you now. <laughs> I like when you say, like, ah, time to fight, two arms, and then the other person reacts, no, I don't want to, and then you have to fight them anyway. <laughs> yeah, it really does take away your hero cred a little bit, especially with the Huntress, because you go in and you're like, okay, now I'm going to sick my mountain lion on you, and it's like, I'm an old man. <laughs> and you, you, <laughs> like, lose, you lose reputation in the town if you lose those battles, and they like it if you win. Uh, yeah, my tiger tore the throat out of your shopkeep. Give me accolades. Yeah, I had to just stop doing that power altogether, because even though it helped a little bit, it made me feel so bad, I had to be like, no, I, I'm not I'm not gonna be this person. Yeah. I always suspect that there's a secret hidden mechanic in every game, like in um, uh, Undertale, where where, right. like, if you oh, do yeah. bad stuff, even if <laughs> it seems like it's to everyone's advantage, somehow later on in the game, someone's gonna be like, huh, so you're the hero, huh? And you killed a thousand old men? Mmm, no. You can't win the game anymore. Game I've been over. thinking exactly that lately, because I've gotten really good at stealing with my thief character. He's up to a high level. And yep. uh, almost every child you meet will have candy, which is basically worthless, so it's very yes. easy to steal. <laughs> so, yes. at the end of the game, it's gonna be you stole candy from every child because i did i did do that it was easy as stealing candy from a baby (laughs) (laughs) 
I also am annoyed at the fact that the the way the mechanics in that game work, you don't get better at stealing by stealing. Yeah. Because that's what I want. I want to be able to just practice stealing for long enough and then get all the best equipment and then be like, okay, I'm on quest number two and I have the best sword in the game. Here we go. Yeah. But no, that's not how the game works. Mm. Yeah. So it's a good game, but uh, all the storylines are becoming <laughs> increasingly unbelievable in this terrible world we live in. S- switch back to Pokemon, where uh, Team, R- Team Rocket- How? Team- How is that your recommendation? Okay, no, hold on. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Team Rocket never gets punished except by you, a child, and all of the adults are bumbling idiots who are like, yeah, I guess I'll sell you my company, uh, team of evil mobsters that cut the tails off Pokemon and hit them with whips. Sure, that seems right. But then you come in with your level 90 Charizard and uh, burn them all to death. <laughs> yeah, but then it's never that. You never yeah. burn them all to death. You always burn their Pokemon and then they're like, oh, I guess that you have taken over my company yeah, now. I guess I'm going quietly to jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't go to jail. They just disappear and stop doing crimes because you beat them up enough. <laughs> yeah, but do they? I bet that they just go to another place and do more crimes. That's how you get more games. That's When's how the last you time to get any regions? When's the last yep. time you saw Richard Spencer in public? <laughs> he got punched yeah. in the face twice, and now he doesn't go outside anymore. Uh, if only that were true. Did you see yeah. that news story a little while ago about that woman who screamed at him in a gym till he had to leave? Because yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Love it. That's good. He uh, was working out at a gym and he yelled at her and then he called over the manager like, this woman is harassing me and the manager's like, nah, you're a Nazi, get the fuck out of here. And it's like, yes! Yeah. Finally, somebody gets it. And that is my essay on why Pokemon more accurately recreates the fight against evil in the real world than Octopath Traveler. (laughs) I mean, neither of them do a good job (laughs) at all. There's so many Pokemon that are clearly evil, like possessed dolls and things. All the dark types. I still don't, I still legitimately, I think the thing I hate the most about the Pokemon series, and I hate a lot of things about it, (laughs) but it's the fact that they somehow want us to maintain a verisimilitude of belief in this world where your dumb cartoon turtle can fight against the god of light and, like, have a fight. (laughs) Like, if I'm walking around and I've got a Charizard and I'm like, I'm gonna be the very best, and then someone walks past me and it's like, hi, this turtle may reality. That's my Pokemon. Like, yeah, dude, I guess I'm not going to be the very best anymore. (laughs) See, I hate that they have focused the story on the legendary Pokemon instead of making them, you know, legendary, where people just, like, tell stories about them and you're not sure what's true. Instead, they're like, this Pokemon is in charge of space, and this one generated all of time. Like, no, don't, like, you can still, as a fan, interpret it as, like, that's just what people are saying because they're scared by the big horses, but you have to do that work instead of the game just leaving it ambiguous. Like, do do you know what yeah. Zapdos does? Nobody does. Nobody knows what Zapdos does. <laughs> yeah, and their mistake was letting you capture the legendaries. If they didn't let you do that, everything would be fine. Well, I mean, I think that capture making it very hard and like rare to catch them would be okay, because that would be really cool if you were like, 
oh my god, like, I found, like, Mewtwo is a great example. Yeah. He's hard to find, and, like, when you catch him, it basically remakes the whole game, because it's like, well, nothing can beat this guy, but that's just not the way it is anymore. You get the legendary, and it's like, okay, yeah, this thing is able to generate black holes with its mind. Oh, you still have to fight the four dumb assholes who are, like, the League of Pokemon (laughs) leaders or whatever dumb shit. Like, I have a god! I have one! (laughs) I don't use- I don't use the legendaries, because I think that they make the game unfun and too easy. Yeah, but they're still in there, which makes the game unfun and too easy anyway. Even if you don't use them, it's still just as stupid. So what'd you do online this week, Jeff? Uh, so what I did online was, on Wednesday, I watched the Nintendo Direct presentation about Super Smash Brothers. Uh, (laughs) and in it, they revealed several new characters, some of which are copies of other characters. The So, this direct starts in a castle on a moonlit rainy night, and I'm like, ooh, they're gonna reveal that uh, Dark Souls guy that's getting an amiibo as a fighter. Uh, but no, they show Luigi going through this castle, using his dumb cartoon vacuum on, like, photorealistic mummies, and of course it doesn't do anything, <laughs> that dumbass. And then the Grim Reaper shows up and slices Luigi's soul out of his body, Killing him. Can, I talk, can, can, I, can we talk about that before we continue? Please? Yes, yes, yeah, that's too. pretty much all I've heard about from this and into okay. the direction. Okay. So later on, after all of this uh, hubbub went down, Nintendo released a statement saying, Don't worry, Luigi is fine. Which, I, I mean, love the, that they had to do that. The fact that they released a statement is very funny, but how fucking baller would it have been for Nintendo to be like, No. He's dead. dead. Like he's, he's not, not in the new Smash Brothers because he died. <laughs> he doesn't get any more games. We're just never talking about him again. He died in this one 30-second YouTube video, and we and now he is canonically <laughs> dead. Canon. Yeah, you wanted Simon Belmont, so here he is. Now Luigi's we released, dead. <laughs> we released update patches so that he's gone from all the previous <laughs> games, too, you fucks. Yeah, and then they reveal that there's a place in Japan that they've built a granite tomb for Luigi. <laughs> this whole time and they've (laughs) unveiled it finally the tomb of the unknown mario brother I tweeted about this before, but what I really want to have happen is that we find out that Waluigi is the reanimated corpse of Luigi. Mm-hmm. Time traveled. Yes, exactly. He traveled yeah. back in time to try to, like, dissuade Luigi from doing the things that he did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then, anyway, after Luigi dies, Simon Belmont shows up and murders death for killing Luigi. Who is <laughs> Simon Belmont? Simon That's Belmont's like the main thing. guy from the first and fourth Castlevanias. Okay. Um, that is Castlevania for the NES and Super Castlevania for the Super NES. Um, and he is basically just a Conan the Barbarian type with a big whip made of chains. Um, and you may for remember some reason, him being the guy with the big cha- chin on Captain N. Anyone? Captain oh N? yeah, now everyone from Captain N, uh, the like main Captain N team, is playable in Smash Brothers. Oh no. man, if only Eggplant Wizard was a playable character, am I right, you guys? Yeah, <laughs> I remember Wizard Neil's talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, like, they revealed a bunch of cool stuff that I liked. Uh, they're calling the copies, uh, Echo Fighters now, which, oh, oh man, I said the keyword for my stupid Amazon speaker, and now it's listening oh, no. to what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, and you said it's the secret good. word, confetti mm. falls from the ceiling. <laughs> Echo cancel. 
Uh, and it's, uh... Is that the move that you do when you want to block an attack by an Echo Fighter? Yeah. Uh, that's exactly it. But they revealed, uh, also Richter Belmont, the one who has that very famously bad dialogue from Symphony of the Night. He shows up on screen and he says, You don't belong in this world, monster! Which is a variation on his famous line that he says to Dracula. But this uh, time he's saying it to Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the video, Luigi's ghost is trying to lay back down in his body so he can return to the oh living God, world. That's so sad. Um, and he gets frightened and interrupted from doing this uh, by a different Castlevania monster looking in the window, so he doesn't get to reanimate his body and return to life. So now he's haunting the Castlevania castle? Yeah, uh, the Castlevania castle is called. Uh, Called Castlevania. I think they're oh, trying to fuck. lean away from that and call it Dracula's Castle. Mm. How good would this be? You know how there's the Luigi's Haunted Mansion series? Mm. Yeah. What if the next Luigi's Haunted Mansion game is him haunting the mansion? He is the ghost. Yeah, it's L- Luigi's Luigi's Mansion. Uh, no, that's already the name of it. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's actually Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's actual, it's Luigi's Mansion. Oh, I don't know how to get it. this idea across to you. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't be recording in the bathroom. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no, I think that Luigi, uh, Luigi being a ghost could actually be foreshadowing another Luigi, Luigi's Haunted Mansion game, which would be very good because those games are fun. Yeah. Do you ever play those? Uh, a bit. Not really. Like the starter one. Yeah. It's weird to me that it was a Game Boy exclusive game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know why you would do a platformer that's only on DS. I guess there's some good platformers for DS. Can can anyone hear me? Yes. yes. Or can what we? You, what were you saying, Jeff? Nope, he's gone again. <laughs> I can't hear any of you. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, that's not good. <laughs> uh, so you didn't watch this video, Louisa? No, I didn't. I've only heard this part about Luigi. I mean, that's basically the only thing that was worth knowing. <laughs> they bragged a lot about the fact that they have, like, over 800 music tracks in the game, and there's a there's a feature in it where you can just listen to the music tracks, like a like it's an iPod. Yeah, someone was excited about that on Twitter, and I was Who? like, this sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, I am baffled by that. As like, and in the same way, they're like, "Oh, Hello? we have over over four hundred stages that you can Hello. fight on." Are you there, Jeff? Oh, this is going to be unlistenable there. to our <laughs> audience. <laughs> uh, <sighs> yep. Yeah. So. I'm mad that there's no Animal Crossing, and I get more and more mad every time something else comes out for Smash Brothers, because I don't give a fuck about Smash Brothers at all in any way, and people keep talking about it. They keep coming waves of new news, and people talk about it. What about the fact that they put a, a Animal Crossing character in Smash Brothers, the Eloisa? No, who is that like for? <laughs> if not you, who is that for? <laughs> no, I don't like it. It's not for me, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, well, I can hear you. Of course it's not for you. It's not for anyone. The idea that people who play a fighting game would be like, hmm, I really wish that this character from a very boring simulation game were a playable character is just, it's just wrong-headed. Mm, I don't agree, because I bet a lot of people People are real excited about it. I remember when people, when it, like, two games ago, when they introduced the um, villager from uh, Animal Crossing, and, like, people were excited, but whenever I was like, why? They didn't really have an answer. <laughs> yeah. 
Why are people excited about, about Mr. Game and Watch? Yeah, I, at least I at least I could see how that's like a cool thing where he has moves related to the old school game he came from. But like, what moves could a villager have in a fighting game that would be interesting at all? The answer, it turns out, is none. Uh, I mean, it's the the problem here is thinking of Super Smash Brothers primarily as a fighting game and not as what it is, which is a kid with a toy box playing fights with his toys. Uh-huh, but that's just a premise, that's not a game. No, but the attitude of that premise carries over into all aspects of its design, which primarily focuses on mashing up unlike or obscure things in an unexpected way, and I think that's delightful. Mm-hmm. I think, okay, let's talk about this. I think we may have talked touched on this briefly on the podcast before, but they talked about how this game is going to have every character from every previous game in it, and I guess I just want to bring up the topic of Olimar. Let's just talk about Olimar. He's never not- (laughs) He's in Pikmin. Yes, he is from two very bad games from the Wii, and that is it, and yet he has been a top roster character in Super Smash Bros. since they they began. <laughs> none of, none of, okay, let me correct a few inaccuracies here. One, Pikmin and Pikmin 2 are on the GameCube, Pikmin 3 Fine. is on the Wii U, and I think Fine. there's also a 3DS game. Um, and people like them. I've never played Why? them, so I don't they're know if so they're good. Bad. They're so hard to play. They're just not good games. <laughs> I don't know about Pikmin from Animal Crossing because you can get some of the outfits all and right. uh, things for your house. And I'm like, is this a game about flower people? <laughs> That's all I know. Yeah, so, there are little pick- flower people that you like do uh, strategy lemmings puzzles with. Huh. It's crazy to me that for so long Nintendo has thought, you know what people really want in a puzzle game is the ability to pick up and throw creatures. No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that! Like, okay, so I have to chase- it With your shitty controls, I need to chase down this fucking flower guy so that I can throw him across a pit. This is great fun, Nintendo, you assholes. <laughs> I think you don't like Nintendo, actually. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I think that- anything is fair game for Smash Brothers, even characters from games that are non-violent like Pikmin or Animal Crossing. Or the Ice Climbers. I would be fine if fucking Tetris came in. Like, how baller <laughs> would that be if you were just like a, a Tetromino? <laughs> I I would love for Tetris to be one of the power-ups that you throw on the stage and it just starts stacking Tetris blocks that block your it, fighting. I think that is one from the Wii U one, isn't it? Uh, I don't think think so because Nintendo doesn't own Tetris, um, but they did have one that was very similar to Pong because Nintendo had a Pong clone in the late 70s. Yes, I remember that. Uh, uh, and it they just have plays those Russian a- dancers, though, and the onion domes because that's important. Yeah, that's the most. That's the thing everyone remembers about Tetris. It is because that's the fucking win screen that you hardly ever get to see because you're a dumb kid <laughs> and you never win. Oh, I love Even Tetris. Even as an adult, you never win. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. insanely difficult. <laughs> but that song, Koyana, Koyana, nope, not Koyana Scotsy. That's the Korobaniki. Yeah, that 
that song is the greatest song in video game history. Yeah, <laughs> it is very good. I... In fact, we were talking, Jeff, while you dropped out, we were yeah. talking about how there's this like iPod mode on the new Smash Brothers to play all the sound Oh, song I love tracks. that. Yeah. Oh, oh maybe no. it's Jeff who was saying he loves it. <laughs> we were oh, saying, why would anybody like that? <laughs> yes, we were talking what? about how incredibly stupid an idea that is. <laughs> so you can listen to the uh, vampire killer from Castlevania over and over and over. <laughs> you could listen to that now. You could download that file onto your phone right now, Jeff, and do that. Yeah. I mean, the last Smash Brothers, uh, one of the things that you could get as part of Club Nintendo was a, like, double CD soundtrack. That was pretty cool. It was nice of them. I don't know. This taps into a larger thing, which I realize is probably just me, but I'm a Humble Bundle subscriber, and every month I get all these games, which is great, but sometimes they come with a free download of the soundtrack, and I don't want that. Yeah. I I will never Ever want that? Yeah. And there's no way to get it out of your account once you have it. <laughs> so I go into like, okay, what are my purchased items for download? And like, I've got some games, and then I've got four pages of soundtracks that I'm fucking never ever going to use because why would I? Ooh, but what if it was like the Shovel Knight soundtrack or something? That would be good. <sighs> I don't think maybe Tetris, but other than that, I don't <laughs> think there's ever been a game with music good enough that I've been like, I want to listen to this when I'm not playing the game. Yeah, that's it's very rare for me. Um, it is pretty much limited to like Game Boy games because that sound trip is pleasing to me, and Genesis games for the same reason, and yeah, also you, because of the nostalgia factor. Yeah, but you kind of like that ironically, don't you? No, I feel like everyone who likes chiptune is doing it just <laughs> to be like, no, actually, it's good. Fuck you guys. No, Fuck I you guys th- that say it's bad. I think that the well, I think the Genesis one is interesting because. It's it's needlessly absurdly robust for that system. Like, the Super Nintendo just had a sampler. You could put whatever sounds you wanted on it, but you had to, like, make them somewhere else. The... Genesis just has straight up a Yamaha synthesizer in it for no reason. And that's, that is like astounding and weird to me. And I like it for that reason. The Game Boy one is just a matter of art under restraint, I think. I think that's a very cool fact. And I think that, but I just don't understand why you'd be like, hmm, I'm at the gym and I need to listen to some music. I know, I'll put on the soundtrack to Puyo Puyo Panic. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. No (laughs) one has ever done that. When I was working on something that needed a lot of brain focus, I was like, hey, I'm just going to listen to the Chrono Trigger soundtrack while I do this, because I had that. Then I realized that soundtrack is like 20 minutes long. That's no good. (laughs) What's the point? Yeah, it's a bunch of like one minute loops. (laughs) But have you listened to the mashup of of Chrono Trigger soundtrack with the Jay-Z album? No. I think it's called Chrono Jigga, and it's it's very good. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, anyway, subreddit time? Yeah, let's get into these subreddits. Yeah, so we got some <laughs> so, real duds today. <laughs> yeah, speaking of shitty characters from uh, Smash Brothers, I got, I got r slash Fire Emblem, which is a very complicated strategy RPG that is the series that is very good uh, and spawns an endless supply of indistinguishable handsome anime boys <laughs> that you want to kiss each other. Yeah, you say it's, it's good. You mean, I ge- I'm guessing you mean the gameplay, because the yes. storylines and dialogue are terrible. Correct. <laughs> uh, the storyline in Fire Emblem Awakening is pretty good, but the one where you have the two families, 
Japanese, that storyline and those characters are, like, insufferably bad in parts, and I really wanted to like it, but the gameplay was so good that that's what dragged me through. Yeah, the gameplay is good, but the when you're, like, the story is so wacko, because you, when you're playing the good one, they're like, okay, you're in the good house now, and we're fighting against the bad house, and you're like, but I grew up in the bad house, what I think of them as my family. And then the first battle starts, and you remorselessly murder your brother, and then it's just like, that was fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird, because uh, then when you do the bad one, you're still, like, they had to make a reason why you're still good, so they're like, ooh, you're spying for the your birth family uh. on your the family that raised you, and it's like, mm, come on. <laughs> and yeah, they really, really like to switch between whether or not the permadeath in battle applies to your enemies or not. Sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. Yes. And the the tying it back into our Smash Brothers talk, one of the things that was revealed on that same video was the fact that Krom is going to be a an Echo fighter in this new That's one. That's the blue yeah. hair boy? Yep. D- who knows? <laughs> they all have blue hair. They, uh, half of them have blue hair. And this is the thing that makes me fucking insane, is that I'm sure there are people out there who are excited when they say that they're adding new Fire Emblem characters to Smash, but why? They're identical and I don't just mean their movesets. I literally don't think that you could look at it and be like, oh, you're playing this character from Fire Emblem because he has a cape and the other one doesn't. And that's the only <laughs> difference. Fuck you. Fuck you, Fire Emblem. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, there's there's as many Fire Emblem representatives in the new Smash Brothers as there are Pokemon representatives. And there are 800 individual Pokemon that they I, could make characters if they wanted I, to. I hate to break this to you, but I guarantee there are at least 800 characters in the Fire Emblem universe as well. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. The only other thing I know about it that confuses me is there's a wizard or something with white hair named Robin and that character yes. can be male or female and that's yes. crazy and why and where's that the is, explanation for that? That is it's your the player, player character, character yeah. in Awakening so you get to choose like which gender you want to play as which doesn't really have a huge mechanical effect except I think that you can like reproduce with certain other characters in the game yes uh, uh you can you the the way the children work is like the children characters are already decided they're like all the sons of the male characters in the game and depending on who their mom is will change like some of their abilities and the color of their hair <laughs> Those games are ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. They're very bad, and we're not going to talk about it, because I'm just going to get angrier and angrier yeah. as we go. Yeah, so I got our Slash Suits, which is not about the clothing uh, nope. It is about the oh, uh, TV show, which I the believe is where Meghan Markle Network is from. Series. Is that true? Yes, that's where Meghan Markle is from. Okay, I have never I, seen it. Neither uh, have I. So it's, I was legitimately going to push hard to do Suits. <laughs> When it was about the suit, the clothing yeah, item. It's, yeah, it's, I think it's still on. There's a new season currently airing, season eight. Ugh, okay. Seems like a mistake. <laughs> what is it even about? That. Lawyers? Lawyers. That's Why? all I know. Lawyers question How? How? <laughs> How? How can there okay. be so many TV series about lawyers? They're so their job is so boring. I got it for you. Uh, the the sidebar tells us it's a lawyer and his associate, and the associate doesn't have a law degree but does have a photographic memory. Oh, great! So it's a combination of lawyer stuff and police procedural stuff. Uh, why is that? 
<laughs> Matt, maybe you should start drinking again because yeah. you're very angry today. Yeah. It's it's, it's just headaches that I've been getting from these thunderstorms is making me furious. Every every TV show is just the odd couple in some variation uh, these days, and this is no different. Well, I bet I yeah. guarantee you the guy with the photographic memory is messy and dresses weird. Yeah. And what you get, Jeff? R slash podcasts. <laughs> so, so how navel gazy do we want to get in this uh yeah. episode? No man, if 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 we ever saw any mention of the terrible podcast, the terrible right wing podcast that exist, or anyone even mentioning our existence, I would lose my mind and want to die. So that's probably not good. There's I, no way that anyone on Reddit is even aware that we exist, right? I know, but if they are, R slash podcast, right? <laughs> like that's where I it would be. I don't think so. I don't the, think so. The reason why I dropped out of the call earlier was because I clicked on a link uh, in r slash podcasts to someone claiming they have made the IMDB of podcasts, and I wanted to look up the shows that I make, uh, including this one. And I couldn't because the website froze and I had to close it, and it made this podcast that we're making <laughs> stop working. So I will never <laughs> understand your curiosity into Googling yourself, because I would never want to do it, and I actively avoid any hint of it. Uh, I've Googled around for this show, but it's hard to do because it is ends up being a phrase that just people use. Creepypodsta, I was able to find once uh, that someone in the like Tampa Bay local newspaper culture section recommended the podcast in the newspaper. Oh, that's so Whoa, weird. Can that's, you, that was crazy. Can you request a copy of that paper and frame that little uh, yeah. blurb? Because that was like good. two years ago at this point. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if it was in the print edition. I just found it online. Mm, you Guys, can print it out. News, I searched this this board, and there's no reference to us at all. Yeah, I well, did the same good. thing. But if people talk about how much they love Infowars or something, I don't know if I can handle it. Yeah, it's like the fourth and fifth post top of all time are about Alex Jones. So one of the top, one of the the hot ones on the front page was is something uh, saying that he really likes Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh God. So. <laughs> So, are we doing Fire Emblem? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so, as long as you promise not to be too angry. Yeah, you're gonna have I to mean, cool it. <laughs> the funniest thing about this, I think, is that I'm probably the biggest fan of the Fire Emblem series of the three of us. Mm, probably. That's probably true, because I've played I've, it. I've played it since the Super Nintendo days. Oh, wow. How? Uh, I mean, I had a Super Nintendo emulator on my computer. Oh, and okay. I played some of those, and then once the English version started coming out, I, what was the, the first one? Was GameCube? I think Game Boy Advance. Mm, uh, maybe I didn't play that one. I had one on. Was it Game? I think I had the GameCube one. Was yeah. the first legit? It's the one with Ike in it. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Game Boy Advance one I played in high school. It was just called Fire Emblem, even though it was like the tenth. I think it was actually the. 7th or ninth Fire Emblem game in the series, and it has a subtitle in Japan, but they just released it here as Fire Emblem because... Yeah, uh, I always <laughs> wonder with it, pretty much every game series and anime title, like, what were they trying to name it? Because all the names are ridiculous garbage. Like, Fire Emblem, that doesn't fucking mean anything. There's an item in the series that is called the Fire Emblem. Yeah, that's 
dumb. <laughs> they intended for that to be something that made sense, but it doesn't. So what was it? <laughs> is there is there like an anime or something? Maybe like th- is it explained somewhere? Uh, no, it's just called like I'm looking at the Japanese title. It's just the transliteration of the English words "fire emblem." So I yeah. I think uh, I think it's like. Just they wanted to have a MacGuffin to name the thing after. So yeah, but those just... aren't good. Those aren't a good choice of words. Like I know that they, oh, they right. probably did a direct translation. They should have uh, put a little twist on it because that's no good. It's not even a direct translation. Like in Japanese, it's not the Japanese word for fire and the Japanese word for emblem. It's literally the English words fire emblem yeah. spelled out with Japanese characters. It, it sure makes it clear that whoever did that didn't really know what the word emblem. Meant, huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that, that is, I, I mean, I, I, I sort of like it just because it sounds cool and doesn't really mean anything. So they like Ugh, you never, you never get, you never get to a place where the title is like unrelated to what's happening in the game because it already like was it. meaningless. I do like the fact that bad Japanese translations were the original SEO. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. nothing just, else is never, called Fire Emblem. Yeah, because it means nothing. Like, it's a phrase that couldn't mean anything, so it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, it was um, the, oh, like Final Fantasy, for example. Like, now those games are mostly are sci-fi games, and so the fact that they're still called Final Fantasy, and it's infinite, and they're not even really fantasy anymore is a little, like... But Fire Emblem, you can always just be like, oh yeah, this uh, special rock, this is the Fire Emblem. Now forget about it, and we're going to get on with the game. Do you think they meant to call Final Fantasy, like, Ultimate Fantasy or something? I'm trying to think what they thought Final would mean. the guy who made it famously said it was going to be the last game he made. Yeah. That's why it was called Final Fantasy. He didn't think it would be successful. Yep. (sighs) That's so egotistical. Like, who cares if it's the last game you make, buddy? (laughs) He was, like, he was heralded as, like, the guy who made fantasy games so yep but anyway Uh, uh, I I anyway I played the the first Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem in high school a bunch and then kind of dropped out until the 3DS uh, games oh I bought Awakening and I dumped like 50 hours into it. I loved it. And then I bought Fates. I had to get the special edition because I didn't want to get two goddamn cartridges and then DLC. That's stupid. Uh, and the only way they, they had like a very limited edition that had the whole, all three parts on one cartridge. And I got that and I beat the good, the good guy path. I didn't beat the bad guy path because it's really hard. And then I bought the next one, which was a remake of an older one, and I've barely played that one. That one is bad. The older ones are bad, and so when you remake the older ones without changing the mechanics, they're bad. Yeah. The one I've played the most is the mobile one, but like all mobile games, I play it significantly for, you know, a little bit every day for a while, and then suddenly one day I'm like, fuck this, and then I stop playing forever. (laughs) Yeah, that's that was my experience with uh, Pokemon Go, Fire Emblem Heroes, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Super Mario ties, Run. <laughs> this kind of ties into the thing I was saying earlier about uh, game apps, is that they seem to be based on a model that is fundamentally flawed because, like, so many of them are like, okay, now that you've done this thing, you have to wait 24 hours to come back and do it again, and then I'm like, yep. or I could not. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to. Like, <laughs> if I'm gonna wait a day, I could just wait forever. Yep. Here's a question. Is Fire Emblem... Out of all of Nintendo's intellectual properties, 
the horniest one, and Corollary, is it the only horny Nintendo intellectual property? Mm, I mean... Hmm, the, it's the, tough the, to talk about canon or not when you use words like horny. <laughs> I well, mean, the re- literally the reward for being good at playing uh, Super Metroid was getting to see Samus in a bikini, mm. so you gotta take that into account. Now, it was a little more chaste than that originally. She is in a one-piece bathing suit the first one. Okay, great. <laughs> That's still the only, like, the only benefit you get is pixelated bikini. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fair, but the rest of that game is chased, whereas Fire Emblem was initially just, like, uh, it's chess, but everyone is, uh, some kind of cute anime, and now it's chess, everyone's a cute anime, and there's a side game where you make them all kiss and have babies. So I googled horniest Nintendo game, you guys. (laughs) That's a bad idea. Yep. Yep, so that's where we're at. Um, (laughs) It's WarioWare. Weirdly. (laughs) Weird, yeah. No, so there's an article on Destructoid called Is Breath of the Wild the Horniest Zelda Game? True, yes, it is. I mean, I guess. Why? Because of the fairies? Like, there's literally nothing else that even hints at anything. They don't even kiss at the end, and that's all I wanted. It's because all of the characters are the hottest designs they've ever had. (laughs) I guess. I mean, they're showing, there's screenshots of a character talking about how they have a birthmark on their butt. Seems to be the main. Yeah. Oh, also, you can walk around wearing only underwear. Well, which is yeah. Pretty horny. I guess. There's a dress-up feature. Otherwise, Zelda in general is a f- another fairly chaste franchise. Yeah. They should release a DLC for Breath of the Wild where you can play as Zelda. Yeah. yeah. They gave her pants and everything. Yeah, it would be radical. Except uh, I was... everyone would take off all her clothes and mm. then it would be horny again, which is not I, good. I was yeah. kind of mad that the Sma- the new Smash Brothers didn't use her cool like pants design and instead was like oh no uh we need to keep her in a dress because we have all these animations done already we're gonna use the one from link between worlds instead no oh, they did such a bad job of those shoes i cannot get over how terrible they are oh <laughs> yeah right Twitter. you they hated so the bad. shoes yeah designed yeah. by a man who's never seen women's shoes in his life <laughs> yes we've talked about this at length <laughs> yes I won't, right. I won't anymore <laughs> can you describe this board for us so that we can stop sure <laughs> free me from this prison <laughs> So at the top, we've got uh, like a colorful outer space sort of background, and then several characters done by different artists, which always freaks me out. I don't like to see... Uh, they did this in the mobile game, too. Different cards yeah. and characters mm-hmm. would be designed by different artists, <laughs> so they didn't have a unified theme. I don't like that. Uh, we see them. It says Fire Emblem. Uh, we see the little uh, Reddit alien who is, I guess, dressed as Krom. He's got blue hair and Marth. a cape. Okay. Marth, yeah. Marth is sort of the main character of the series in that he's been in more of the games of the series than any other guy. I also see in this header bar Ike, who is the red-haired one with the blue cape. Oh, that's Elliewood. Is it? Wait. Yes. He's no. Roy's dad. Really? Yep. Okay, and I see Cordelia, <sighs> the dumb. Pegasus trainer. <laughs> and uh, Sakura, who is your sister in the good guy part of Fates. Yeah, and then you guys often have a less wide header bar than I do, so you may not see this, but I see the bad sister from the bad guy of- bad side of Fates as well. <laughs> yeah, I see her right. over on the right, she's covered up by the important notice about the Discord server for me. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. correct. Yeah, that's Camilla, and I'm glad I can 
can't see her because I hate her with my life. <laughs> uh, Something I, I always thought was weird about anime boys and girls who are just drawn to look cute is, uh, I guess in Japan, there's no morality attached to having like red or yellow eyes because it's pretty much universally a sign of evil in Western media. But uh, in these Japanese games, it's like, it's fine. They could be cute and have red eyes for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it really makes a lot of the romance scenes very funny, though. If you are, like, in, you know, one of the games where you can have a romance plotline and you choose a person who has neon red eyes and they're yeah. like, oh, I love you so much. And it's like, uh, are they plotting I, my murder? I like the very center of this board for me where it's got this guy with this gold and white armor and he's drawn, I guess he's from one of the early 90s or late 80s Fire Emblem yeah, games he because he's familiar. He's drawn in a very classic style style and he's in front of the space background and it makes it look like a still from one of those 70s animes like Battle of the Planets or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, is there a sidebar? Uh, let's see. Uh, it does have little pixelated up and down arrows, so that's cute. Pretty good. Uh, there are just 83,000 subscribers and 1,000 now online, but that whole little box for me says Fire Emblem and is all, like, pixelated, so that's... Yeah, it's, it's in the style of the Super Nintendo or maybe Game Boy, uh, like, hit points box for each character. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the, the place where it says subscribers is normally hit points, and the place where it says now online is normally magic points. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very good. They did a good job. <laughs> they did, yeah. yeah. Further down Pretty where it stylish. says submit content, you can choose new link, new discussion, new question, but those are all done in, like, a fancy, uh, it's got, like, little cursors on the side, like, it's a fancy, uh, game interface look. To yeah, it. I think it's supposed to be, like, a save file type of thing. Yeah. That's pretty good. And then the usual kind of rules you would expect. Uh, everything has to do with Fire Emblem. I don't post not safe for work content without flagging it. No spoilers, etc. No spam. I'm trying to find out who this boy with the white armor is, and there are so many fucking characters in this game, you guys. <laughs> yeah. It makes me so angry. <laughs> Uh, I, I would imagine he's one of the main ones, but the two girls on here are not main characters, so maybe not. Yeah, I mean, he looks important for sure, but that's, a, there are a lot of boys with ornate armor in this. Yeah, something else that bothers me about the Fire Emblem series is it's one of the many, many Japanese games that think of Western Europe's history as medieval peasants and occasionally a little bit of medieval nobility, and then the sort of fake medieval nobility that was associated with Camelot as looking back into Camelot from the Victorian era, plus people from uh, the pre-French Revolution. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, that kind of fashion. And also, like, Victorian maids and butlers. Yeah, but think about how Americans have approached uh, anything east of Poland yeah, I for agree centuries. But I still hate this. <laughs> yeah. I agree, and I hate this. <laughs> I think his name is Leaf. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Which game is he from? Uh, he is from Fire Emblem Thracia 776. Nope. <laughs> I was no, going to really. guess that, that that was the game he was from, because I haven't played that one, but it's supposed to be a lot of people's favorites. Okay, well, it's a bad name, that's for yeah. sure. Oh, it's so evocative of nothing. 
And that's part of why, of as we've discussed, I really like the meaningless but, you know, aesthetically pleasing naming convention. It's interesting because it's a very good mechanical strategy RPG. Yes. But they they try to sell it on you caring about these characters. Yeah. And they're so badly <clears throat> written and developed. I, um... I cared about the story when I was playing Awakening, but, like, the characters were pretty much interchangeable. This is what I'm saying. I, I think that the world that they've built is very cool, but they just make you- tr they try to make you care about too many characters, to the point mm. where you care about none of them. They're yeah. just too much. It's- I can't keep track of which one of these identical-looking boys loves riding horses, and which one of them uh, l prefers to use an axe to fell trees. They look identical. Yeah. And there's one who wears a pot on his head sometimes, I think. Maybe he's comic relief. Like, he's a poor yes. farmer, but he's trying to be a warrior. Yes. That is exactly Donald. But he's the best character in the game. Ugh. Yeah. No, it's, it's, he starts out really, really bad. Um, and then, like, you have to train him really hard, and he becomes the best one because his stat gains are good. Yeah, because he cares the most, because unlike the royalty, he wasn't given <clears throat> his opportunity on a silver platter. He had to earn it. No, I don't like any of this. This is <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's very interesting the way the mechanics and aesthetic of Fire Emblem are just, you know, separate things. <laughs> yes, that's very true. They're also, completely not integrated. All of Fire Emblem is based on the triangle of, uh, like, axes being good against swords but bad against lances, and swords being good against lances but bad against axes and so on. Mm -hmm. um, and it that, that, like, rock, paper, scissors mechanic is so powerful that literally nothing else in the game matters. And that yeah. is disappointing. Yeah. That, but I... See, the way I interpreted that sentence was that the mechanic was so powerful as in it's such a draw to you as a player that you forgive <laughs> all of the garbage of the game because that's <laughs> what it is for me. I mean, th I think that they have struck a balance a couple of times of, like, that being powerful enough that it feels good. But the thing that makes me crazy is when I have a Pegasus Rider who is level 80 and then there's an Archer who's level 4 and then they kill the Pegasus Rider in one hit. And it's like, <laughs> well, fuck you I guess. I guess, why did I even bother to level this person up? I They they literally are completely useless if there's one Archer on the field. Yeah, even in the mobile game, it was very frustrating to have a strong person who you're like, alright, they can only move one space at a time because they're very strong and heavy armored, yeah. I guess. And then somebody else just comes, they move 20 20 spaces at a time from the opposite side and they just come and kill your person before you can even get over to the battle. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's a weird weight pr like a, a balance problem I think with recent Fire Emblem games where they wanted to make characters feel cool but then that meant that they made them way overpowered or way underpowered and yeah I don't know the swing especially when you don't know what you're going into the swing is so so bad. Yeah. It's, it's a hard game design problem to make a very basic Basically, what is essentially a complicated and challenging chess game, but yes. it, it, it's like you have to make it so that there's more than one way to do your battle, otherwise you're not making a game, you're making a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and it's some, there are some levels, especially in uh, Fire Emblem Fates, 
what is it? Not Birthright, the other one, Conquest, that feel like there's one solution and I have to keep trying again and again until I get it and I'm not getting it. Yeah, and they, like, halfway through every one of the games that I've played, they introduce armored characters where they don't really hurt you very bad, but they just take a thousand hits to kill. And mm. so you kill everyone else on the field and then you just put a ring of your guys around them <laughs> and then spend four rounds of combat everyone hitting this guy and it's completely pointless it's all very yeah. pointless <laughs> all yes. of this that's why i stopped playing the mobile game i'm like oh wait a minute none of this matters <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, so, I, I like the second top of all time, which says the Anna in Fire Emblem Fates has six <coughs> fingers, and it is a piece of official artwork, and it takes yep. you a second to really realize, but yes, indeed, she, uh, they did give her a six fingers by accident. Yep. That's that's weird, too, because <laughs> usually hands look, like, overcrowded even with four, yep. but this one looks normal until you really focus and realize that it's got six. <laughs> yep. And it's such an easy fix, too. Like, they could have fixed it. Yeah. They just, they just didn't. They probably just didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't didn't. have noticed until somebody pointed it out. It's weird because it's a well-made piece of art. There's like attention to detail. Little shading on her eyelashes is nice. Uh, it's like competently made, but just the artist accidentally gave her an extra knuckle on her folded <laughs> hand. <laughs> like, okay, sure. Do you guys feel like you're going to get the Fire Emblem game for the Switch when it comes out? Nope. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the fence about it. I will at minimum rent it from the library, but uh, probably it will come out when I have enough money that I will just end up buying it. I think I first realized I don't like the Fire Emblem games when I was powering somebody up and you go from like uh, level D to C to B to A and then like to S and then like to J, F or something. Like there's too many things that don't just make friends. Any sense. Is that above S in the romance? Yeah, Just yeah. friends, J.F.? You, you've transcended all your romantic interests and you can no longer have that person uh, have children with anybody. <laughs> That's the ultimate reward. None of your characters have children. Mm, celibacy <laughs> is its own reward, you guys. Yeah, it's... Uh, you. It's a real straight-edge uh, game. <laughs> You've spent way too much time uh, having the social links with the characters, and now they just don't feel that spark anymore. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, Awakenings was the best one, right? Uh, that's my favorite one. Yeah, I think that was my favorite one, too. They did a very good job of making it where your main character is, like, kind of a... Okay, actually, I want to get into this. Um, I was gonna say kind of a Mary Sue, and I had this conversation with Jen the other day, and she made me realize how weird it is that that's such a gendered term. Yeah. You'd never um, thought about it being a gendered term before? I mean, I Pe guess... People I, have tried to make it Gary Stew for the male equivalent but no, we I, call it a Mary Sue because we hate women. Yeah, it's weird because there's so many male characters from all throughout history that are that thing. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker, yeah, is literally named after Luke S. Lucas. <laughs> could, yeah, that's true. But I mean, you could go back to like fucking, you know, Hercules or Gilgamesh. Like these yeah. were clearly a guy being like, mm, I wish I was muscly enough that women liked me. <laughs> I'm going to tell a story about a muscle guy. I wish I could knock down a, f a town by wrestling with my friend. It's not a gay thing. We're just friends. <laughs> yeah, I wish that <laughs> that's what happens in Gilgamesh, right? I, I didn't. I read wish it very that some well. girl liked me enough that she would send a space cow to destroy my city. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, that's a great story. Anyway, um, the point is, I wish there was another term for Mary Sue. Can we? Can we do that? Can we do one? Author insert. No, that's bad. Avatar. That's, that's what it is. I know that's what it is, but that's still bad. We need a that's, good term. That's the generic term, though. That's the one we already have. Yeah, but it's bad. Like Jeff, you're not listening to me. <laughs> why? Do you, why is it bad? Because <laughs> it's not catchy. It's not something that. It, it's too clunky. We need something that. that mm. It's only one syllable longer. What about not the voodoo doll? Ooh, voodoo doll I like. Mmm, <laughs> I don't. Is that too, I don't... uh... What about to? homunculus? Oh, that's pretty good. It's sp- it's though yeah. neither so both of those implying, are close. But with homunculus, you're implying that uh, created works are filled with characters that are much smaller than we are <laughs> in the real world. Uh, is that a Game Boy is little. Come on. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> the, for um, me, none of these capture. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say, none of these capture the essential nature of uh, Mary Sue, which is well, that the author is putting themselves into this world and making their character that is them really cool. See, yeah. I don't think that that's essential to the concept of a Mary Sue, because that even if it's it not- is, a, though. I don't know. No, I don't agree with that. I think that the thing, of, the thing that makes a character a Mary Sue, regardless of the author's intent or feelings, is that the character is so good at everything that they don't face any real challenges. That's like, part that, of it, but... That is that's... what makes the character a Mary Sue to me. Everything else is just like, you know, whether or not it's wish fulfillment for the author, I don't know the author usually, so I can't say for sure. So but I that's... can only read it based off of the, my experience of the character. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's corruption yeah. over time, though. Because the original Mary Sue was a fanfiction author of Star Trek fanfiction who put her Herself in the stories so that she could make out with Spock and Kirk. Yes, but but even then, her character was like the top of the class in the Federation, and like yeah. the best at every like medicine and science and communication and engineering. For me, it has to be like obviously both. Like the reason why I bristle when people say Ray from Star Wars is a Mary Sue is because I don't believe that anyone involved in the creation of that character thought, "Oh man." It will feel so good for me for this character to be good at everything. But I'm fine calling Luke Skywalker a Mary Sue because George Lucas was absolutely like, man, I hated the small town I grew up in and loved tooling around with cars. I'm going <laughs> to ma- name this character after me and have him escape the town he, the small town he grew up in and his tooling around with cars will make him really good at spaceships. Yeah, See, and he doesn't I, have to have a romantic relationship because I think George Lucas might be secretly asexual. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that this is also, I mean, I, I think that it, your same premise works with my definition of Mary Sue, though, because as a result of George Lucas's feelings in that way, uh, Luke Skywalker is sort of inexplicably, like, good at things all the time without ever having to get better. Like, yeah. he just sort of is always starts out very good. Whereas Ray, like, she's good at the Force and she's good at fighting, but she seems like kind of a jerk. Like, <laughs> I don't know that I'd want to hang out with her. Yeah, that's true. 
she's a little emotionally crippled, I think. Yeah, and that's um, all from you being need. abandoned. <laughs> I mean, in the same way, by my definition, you could say early superheroes were Mary Sue's. Like Superman before before anyone gave him any kind of emotional depth was definitely a Mary Sue. Oh yeah, uh, he's almost like the a little bit of a tragic and good one. One of the creators' uh, father was um, killed in a in an armed robbery, and so he goes on to create this like bulletproof man that keeps people from being shot. And, and that's why his origin story is that he was mugged outside of a movie theater and got <laughs> shot in a robbing. All those pearls went everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> And then yep. he's like, from now on, I will be a super man, and then he flies away. <laughs> yeah, a super flies in through the window of his mansion, and he says, yes, father, I shall become a superman. Yes, it, I'm afraid of this super, and so I will make my enemies fear my super. Yeah, he fell down the well in his apartment building, and the super had to rescue him, so. <laughs> That's a very good joke. <laughs> Oh man, he opened the doors uh, and he thought he was going into the elevator, but it's the other one. It was the well shaft. <laughs> Classic mistake. Yep. So anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, Fire I Emblem think, vaguely. Yeah, I mean, I think that I like Voodoo Doll and Homunculus because they're both like things that someone would make to be a representative of a person mm-hmm. in a in a fictional setting. Um, but there there are many stories about Voodoo Dolls and Homunculi, and if you're talking about a literal Voodoo Doll, it doesn't do the thing that a Mary Sue does. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, why? How does this tie into Fire Emblem? <laughs> oh, my point was that um, Robin from Fire Emblem Awakening is a little bit of a Mary Sue, but that's quite satisfying in a game that is so complicated because you can be like, "Oh well, I'll just have Robin and then whoever else in my party, and Robin will kill everybody yeah. else." Yeah, do they do provide find- a plot reason for that at least, though. Do you guys find when you're trying to make a Fire Emblem team that you're like, "I need somebody with blue hair, somebody with red hair, and somebody with green"? hair. <laughs> find that to be an important thing. Uh, only if the hair color correlates to the weapon or magic type that they have, because <laughs> I try to balance those. Yeah. Mm, I usually just put in everyone who is who I've been using the whole game. <laughs> like I get the first ten characters yeah. or however big the party size is, and then I just keep using them in everything for the rest of the game. Yeah, I'm having trouble yeah. with that with Octopath Traveler, because you can get, of course, eight characters, but you can only use four at a time, and it's really hard to use those weak ones again. <laughs> like, I just want to use my four <sighs> and fuck those guys. Who cares about their stories? I, yeah. I just want them to have... A RPG where you can use everybody you collect the whole time, and then you're fighting the final boss with, like, 16 guys. That would be so satisfying. <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine how horrible <laughs> that those fights would be? That battle would take four though? hours to do. And, and of those four hours, three of them would you be you going through menus. Yep. <laughs> I, I would just find it so much more, like, ple- like, some games, Chrono Trigger does this, they give the characters who are waiting XP also yes. so that they're not behind and you can switch them out whenever but not every game does that so sometimes you're like I know this character is good but I will have to spend like an hour grinding
anything to get them to be of a level where they'll be useful at this point in the game. Yeah, but like with Pokemon, it's super satisfying to have a really high-level team, and then you bring in somebody who you've just got, so they're level one, and you have them tag along to a battle, and then that first battle, they go up to, like, level ten, because they get so much experience. Yeah, you just spend, like, three minutes (laughs) clicking through, ba-ba-ba-ba, ba-ba-ba-ba, over and over. It's really cool. (laughs) There should be- there should be a way in every RPG for you to take levels off of one person and put them onto another person. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, Maybe if the RPG was all vampires? Vampires fighting Nazis. (laughs) We've already made this game. Oh, yeah, perfect. (laughs) Yep. This is your your next game jam, Jeff. You should make a (laughs) RPG maker game of vampires versus Nazis. Perfect. I'm looking through this subreddit and all the fan art on the top page is pretty good. Yeah, this this mm-hmm. game series seems to attract people who are genuinely very good at drawing, which I, I makes sense because it's always had very good art. The cosplayers are also, the ones that I've seen anyway, really, really good. Uh, I'm, I am suspecting if I go to MAGFest again in January that like it was a few years ago when the Wii U Smash Brothers came out, there's going to be a lot of Smash Brothers cosplay. Which of course means that there will be a lot of Fire Emblem oh, cosplay. There's going to be so many dead Luigi's. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's man, a great cosplay! Uh, the one of the most popular, the two most popular ones I remember were Robin, who is a very complicated costume, and Lil Mac, who is not a complicated costume, but is also very fun. <laughs> oh man, you could do a great Luigi, dead Luigi cosplay if you dressed up your like lower body as Luigi and then your upper body as his. Ghost as a ghost out of it <laughs> and you made an inflatable top half of his body just hanging yeah. off of your back oh that'd be good <laughs> oh no no i was thinking like his head would be at your stomach and you dress oh up i see so that like yeah because he's like a weirdly proportioned dude anyway <laughs> so i think yeah. that would be great um okay so scrolling through this this reddit that we're supposedly talking about um about halfway down the top of all time page there's one called i was doing my math homework and found a question and immediately drew this and it's a drawing of a character from Fire Emblem uh, I guess because the character I guess the character's name is Lynn because the joke is that the, the math problem has the name Lynn in it anyway mm-hmm. um, and she's wearing like a, a baggy t-shirt and she's pulling it out to look down at the Fire Emblem logo that's on it but this is why I wanted to talk about this because I feel like anime has poisoned the minds of a lot of people because if you're wearing a baggy shirt and pulling it out you don't need a shadow under the boobs of the character yeah. You exactly. just don't. It's not why why? Yeah. Why would that be a thing? This mm, they- Fire Emblem logo also highlights something that drives me crazy about Fire Emblem, which is that they like the oh, aesthetic yeah. of the Celtic knots. <laughs> and I like to draw Celtic knots, and you need to do some math when you do that. And either have a graph paper or you draw yourself out some grids to make sure your lines all work. They don't bother in Fire Emblem. Yeah, I remember sure this made you mad when you started playing the phone one. Yeah, the knots and the lines, they don't actually uh, work together in true knots in a three-dimensional way, and it's very irritating. Yep. (sighs) Good. Uh, (laughs) Everything's bad. Yep. That's it. That's the whole thing. No, I, I, it's, it's like everything else in Fire Emblem, it doesn't make sense, it just looks cool. (laughs) 
I don't yeah, think it I, looks that cool if they're not doing it right, though. That's the thing. Can I say one thing, though? I'm very proud of Fire Emblem, and maybe I'm wrong about this, in which case I'm not proud about them anymore, but <laughs> I'm pretty proud about them not ever having degraded to the point where they put, like, guns in the game. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, dipping their toes into that steampunk, because that is a slippery fucking slope, my friends. Yeah, that is Zelda's, how- Zelda's going that way now a little bit. I know. Yeah, Zelda's de- going the steampunk direction. I mean, Final Fantasy, you talked about earlier how it went from high fantasy fucking elves and dwarves to sci-fi rabbit people piloting spaceships. <laughs> to uh, a bunch of teens driving around in a car. Yes. Yeah, oh, just like a lice, like a Chrysler, like a <laughs> <Yes>. licensed real world <laughs> car. <laughs> yes. So like, and, the, and that absolutely was because of the fact that they put the gunner class in Final Fantasy Tactics. That was where that began. I am certain of it. So, good for you, Fire Emblem, that you stuck true to your magic and medieval weaponry roots and not uh, been lured by the siren song of steampunk. I gotta be honest, though, I am kind of pumped for Zelda to go that route. I really like that magic motorcycle that they gave Link, and I hope that they do (laughs) one of their... Because they released a bunch of things that they were, like, planning before Breath of the Wild entered development, and one of them was like, what if we do it very high-tech? And another was, what if we do it normal but aliens have invaded and either either of those would be great i would love that in a zelda game what zelda has already always done very well is made games that are very compelling because they skip over the actually exciting things that happened where like you know like i think that uh ocarina of time is probably the best example of this where you start the game after a war and the war's already happened and everyone's already defeated that needed to be defeated and then you get a time machine that lets you jump forward to after the apocalypse. (laughs) So, like, you skip the two most important events in the epoch in which you live. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and a lot um, of them talk about how now we're all just dumb peasants farming and whatever, but there used to be a, a crazy Atlantean civilization that yes, had amazing exactly. technology. And so what I'm saying is it would be great if they did the high-tech thing but skipped to the post-apocalypse of it, <laughs> where there's just like, oh yeah, no, this is the Wind Temple, and over there is a crater where a nuclear explosion happened. <laughs> you know, you're just describing- That used to be a city. <laughs> Just describing Chrono Trigger now, though, is the problem yeah, there. I guess that's yeah. true. That was Breath of the Wild a little bit, because they yeah. like, oh, we used to have robots, but everyone who made robots is dead, and all the robots don't work anymore. And that yeah. happened 10,000 years ago. Yeah, that's pretty close. I think if you did that, I guess I was going to say, but you had lasers, but those arrows were kind of laser arrows. And those yeah. robots shoot lasers oh, at you yeah, and they come true. back to life. They sure did fuck you up with lasers, huh? Yeah, Ganon oh, even shoots lasers at you. <laughs> if they took the crafting in Breath of the Wild one step further and allowed you to rip the eyeballs out of those giant spider robots to make like a laser cannon, that would be radical. <laughs> then you'd just be playing Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> yes. I thought you were saying it got too gun gunny and now you're what, laser cannons? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying- Final Fantasy got two guns, but yes. Zelda can be many guns. <laughs> But I think it would be even better. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. This is just Horizon Zero Dawn. But if you (laughs) skip past the guns to the point where it's just like, oh, we don't use guns because we've lost that knowledge. But you can still find guns out there. Mm. 
Uh, I like this one on the top of all time. The title is Preparing for E3 Be Like, and then it's an image of a portion of a screenshot of someone's desktop with two folders, one labeled Memes if Fire Emblem 16 is revealed, and the other labeled <laughs> Memes if Fire Emblem 16 isn't revealed. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty good. They did, in fact, reveal that at E3, Fire Emblem Three Houses. <sighs> For the Nintendo yeah. Switch, I, too many I think I think I might get <laughs> it's too many. <laughs> it is for Fire Emblem. It is. Do you know how many more Fire Emblem can cram too into a many game houses? Three houses. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh man, that would be the name of the anime. Yeah, Fire Emblem Too Many Houses. Um, full anyway. uh, full emblem full emblem three house. It's just going to be a spin off of Terrace House. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll probably get that game, just because, like, a good strategy RPG on a mobile console is always fun. Like, I played played all of the fucking Final Fan- Fantasy Tactics Advance games, and those were horseshit. Yeah, those aren't even very good. <laughs> They're so bad. Oh, uh, how did you feel about Advance Wars? Because the Fire Emblem success is why we don't get any more Advance Wars games, I think, because they're the yeah. same team. Yeah, Advance Wars kind of sucked. Um, oh, you didn't like it? No, I just, huh. it was a bit, like, I, admittedly I only played one and it was a long time ago, so I don't really remember what, what turned me off to it, but I remember that there was a bunch of, like, you you had to assign people to developing different, like, tanks and stuff, and then they didn't actually go into battle themselves. I don't know. It, it just seemed, like, a little bit too opaque mm. when I dipped yeah. my toe into it. Anyway. I another one of those. So that's our episode about Fire Emblem. Sort of. Um, <laughs> so I guess we're all very angry and also we like it, which is- a, <laughs> I guess. That's no, I'm not angry. You don't need to pass your anger on to me. <laughs> well, I guess we're I'm varying angry. we're varying levels of angry and into it, which is pretty par for the course for us, yeah. to be yes. honest. Um, so thanks everyone for listening. If you liked the show, please uh, rate and review us on iTunes and please tell all your friends about it. Uh, we've been getting a few new people talking about us, which I right. very much like. Uh, so keep on spreading the word. It's great news. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us seeingreddit at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at seeingreddit. You can find me on Twitter at Kamikaze Pilot. I'm on Twitter, J3FK, Snapchat and Instagram, JeffJK, Patreon.com slash JeffJK. You can get some stuff from this show and not much else. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Heronbert or on Instagram at Louisa Heron. Thanks to everyone who's been tweeting about us on Twitter. Thanks to uh, our friend Count Veger. Mm, thank you. Thanks to at Pixel Craftian. Thank you. Ooh, that's a new name. Yeah. Yep. Uh, thanks to at Barbecue Uncle. Thank you. <laughs> we got a DM from another one of our listeners who said that they are Barbecue Uncle and they're sorry for tweeting from the wrong account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thanks to at Pokemaniac Steph. Thank you. Um, for sending us that picture of Waluigi as Link and Wario as Princess Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is great. <sighs> yep. It made uh, me you tired, guys all thank are, you. You guys are the only reason we keep doing this show, because these are great. <laughs> Uh, thanks to everyone who voted in our casting poll. Uh, we were casting Jerry Seinfeld in a movie adaptation of the television series Seinfeld. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I'm very proud that my choice of Sarah 
Silverman came in first place. <laughs> pretty Incredible. good. Yep. Uh, second place was Jeff's choice of Andy Samberg. Third choice was Louisa's um, Michael Sarah, And last place was our wildcard, David Cross. So, uh, yeah, I think that everyone chose correctly. Sarah Silverman is the right choice there. So, uh, thanks everyone for... I feel like we should talk about those polls more, but I just... I like There's nothing them. else to say. Yeah. yeah. Like, all our talking about is who we're gonna choose, but then we've chosen them. <laughs> so. Yes, that's true. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks you guys for keeping up with that. Thanks for listening to the show, and uh, I hope you guys come back next week. In the meantime, keep on playing with power. Don't read the comments. Mm, hang in there, baby. switched to something good and I don't I, I don't remember what it is anymore. Yep. You gotta write it down or you'll never remember. This is what I've learned. Yep. Nope. <clears throat> I don't believe in writing.